Hi, I'm Melissa Lambor from Cosmic Roadmap. Are you at a crossroads searching for home, love, success, or your spiritual awakening? As your cosmic guide, I'm here to help. I guide endless wanderers and spiritual nomads to find their place and purpose in this world. Start your cosmic roadmap journey by booking a one-on-one Reiki Astro Geo session with me. Use promo code INNERCALLING for 5% off this holiday season. Find me on Instagram at Melissa Lambor to follow my digital nomad journey Your host Amanda Nafash, and today we are we are um, joined by Hannah Roosh, one of my good friends. Um, she is a jack of all trades. I was just talking to her, asking her, um, "How should I introduce you?" <laughs> and there's just too many options. Um, so we're gonna go with. She's got a little bit of blend of everything, but definitely a lot of coaching and Reiki, and recently a lot of dog walking. So um, thank you so much for being with me here, Hannah. I'm so excited to hear your story. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So um, we've only met each other. We only met each other a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we met you, when we met you, introduced yourself to me as a happiness coach. And I remember that was like, I was like, I need to know everything about this person. <laughs> Literally, um, <laughs> just from that introduction. Um but I definitely think that that's not where you um, began on this uh, sort of path to create your dream life. So if you can remember the point where you made that commitment to um, just kind of like embrace whatever surprises life is going to give you and take those opportunities as they come, um, what's that first memory to you? So a couple of years ago, um, my father passed away. And when he did, I went through all of the changes, the questioning, the things that come with the death of a loved one. And there was a point in time where I was like, I just need a break. Um, So I booked myself and my friend a trip to Cancun. And I remember it was like one of our last nights there. And we were like sitting on the beach. And it was like this beautiful full moon. And I just remember like thinking to myself, like, life is too short. And like, I don't want to go back to like the life that I was living. I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not living up to my potential. I feel like there's just so much there that I am capable of. I had this like dying feeling that like I was meant to do something more. Um, And with that, I'd always wanted to like travel the country. I always wanted to like, I had this dream of like buying a van or buying a bus and like traveling. Um, So when I got home, I made the decision on the beach. And then when I got home within a matter of a month and a half, I had bought a camper. My dad left me like a little bit of change. So I, with that, um, I bought a camper and I bought um, a Jeep and I kind of like took off down the coast. I didn't plan really any of it. Um, I was just kind of like, this is what I need to do. I'm very much like a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just packed up all my stuff. I sold the place where I was living and uh, I just kind of like took off. And that's kind of like where my spiritual journey began. That was like where the rebellion of like, this isn't the life that I want to live. So what do I want to live kind of mm-hmm. started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like that's all I say on this podcast. I just ask people to tell their stories and I'm like, wow, you're so cool. <laughs> um, but so, okay. So, um, travel is something that I always, I always talk about. Like I always want to do more of it because the more you experience just how other people live their lives, the more you get taken out of the ego because you're like, Oh wow. Like there's actually a lot of ways to do this. And my way is not the only right way, you know? Um, so what was the first, so you went on this trip. It was a solo trip. Yeah. It was just me and my pig. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so cool. Oh yeah. We have to talk about the pig for one second. <laughs> what made you get a, What made you get a pet pig? Oh man. Um, so after my dad passed away, I ended up dating this guy who lived with me for a while and it was like, not a great relationship. Like, I feel like I supported him in a lot of different ways. Um, so I allowed him to move in with me with his dog. And um, there was a night where we got into like a particularly bad fight. And like, he ended up like putting his hands on me. Um, And after that, I was like, I can't fucking do this. So we broke up. And then I had like empty house syndrome. I never lived by myself. And like, I wanted something, but I was so in love with his dog that I was like, I can't get another dog and cheat on Jackson. Mm. So (laughs) I ended up um, going to an exotic pet store, like on a whim. And I went twice. And the second time I went, I like found Gavone. That's her name. Um, and I fell in love with her. And I was like, okay, like if you're meant to be in my life, like show me a sign. And then someone had called me randomly and was like, hey man, I don't know, but I think you need a playpen. And I was like, actually, I do need a playpen because this pig needs to get acclimated to my house before I just give her free reign. Um, and that was my sign. And I emptied my bank account and I bought Gavone. <laughs> wow, that's so great. Yeah, impulsive. (laughs) (laughs) Impulsive pig purchase. (laughs) Triple P. (laughs) Okay, so um, let's get back to your your travel experience. So how long were you actually like living on the road? Um, It was like a little over three months. Okay, so how many places did you hit? So I went down to South Carolina and I stayed on a goat dairy for maybe like a month and a half of that. Okay. And then um, I ended up traveling down. I stayed in Georgia for a little while and then I went down to Florida. I have a lot of family down there. So mm-hmm. I kind of just like bounced from like driveway to driveway um, and like lived in my, in my family's driveways for a while. That's so funny and so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a trip, man. (laughs) So what was your, um, like, what was the next step after doing all that travel? Like, what was the call to, okay, I want to be in one place again? Um, So it was like the realization that it doesn't matter where I go, I will always be following me. Like, I will always have to sit with myself. And I realized that a lot of my life, like up until that point, I was kind of like running. Um... I feel like it was just something that I was taught from like a really young age that like, if you can't handle something like avoid and run. Mm. So I feel like that's what I was doing with most of it, whether it be like my trauma from my childhood or like my trauma with my dad, just picking up and like going. And then I got down to Florida and my uncle was like, Hey man, like if you want, like you could stay and live here. Cause I didn't know if I was going to like go back and like visit my family. Cause it was right around the holidays. So mm. I didn't know if I was going to go back and visit my family and then like head out again, or if I was going to go straight to California um and then I made the decision that I was really lonely truthfully um and I feel like loneliness is something that I battle in my life like even to this day but um I decided that I was really lonely and I was like the only like place that makes me feel like home is 11 11 um the only place that makes me feel like home is home so I decided that I was gonna 
go home. Um, and then I called my friend, um, my best friend at the time. And I was like, Hey, I'm coming home. She's like, I'm looking for a place. I'm like, I'm looking for a place. So, um, she was supposed to go see the house that we got on a Tuesday. And then that Sunday night before I decided that I was just going to travel like straight through the night and make it home. I got it home by Monday. And then by Tuesday, we were seeing the house and signing the papers. Wow. So it was like this weird, like kismet, like fate of events of just like, here you go. This is yeah. what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's amazing. So when did you, um, when did you start Reiki training? Ooh, when did I start Reiki training? Time is such an illusion for me, Amanda. I have <laughs> no fucking clue. Um, it had to have been maybe like three years ago, maybe four at this okay. point. Yeah. So yeah. In, in relation to the road trip, like how fast did you start getting into spiritual practitioner work? Um, that's a good question too. Again, with the uh, it wasn't too, too long after that. Maybe it was like a year, like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I started really getting into like the Reiki work. I feel like I came home and I had like reality kind of like slap me in the face. They say that when you travel often and then you like come back to reality, it's this really hard adjustment. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it really was. And after that, I was kind of looking for something to just like, calm my nervous system and like I had never heard of Reiki before in my life and I was looking on like the meetup app for like something to do with like I don't even know I think I was just trying to like get out of my head and then all of a sudden Reiki popped up and I was like all right I'll try it. it's 25 bucks sure um and then I showed up at the Tree of Health Center which is where I practice out of and I don't know. I left with a handful of pamphlets. And it's funny, my Reiki master jokes with me all the time. She was like, the second you walked in, I knew that you were going nowhere. She was like, we had you for life. Like this, <laughs> you walked in and I was like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so it was really just like, um, it was maybe like a year and a half after. And I was really just looking for something to like heal myself. And then afterwards I was like, man, like this is something special. Like, let me dive the frick in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm actually like literally as you're talking, I'm having this realization. And and for those of you who know us personally, you know that we do this all the time. We digress because we're like, you know what I was just hearing in my brain as you were saying that. But <laughs> literally, as you're saying this, I'm realizing that the inspiration behind this podcast, um, it's it's been um, over a year and a half now at this point, I think. Um, inspiration behind this podcast was to interview people who were like, doing their dream job and I realized like inner calling is more than that like recently I started I, I made the inner calling spread and I said it's not just what you should be doing it's how you should be doing it and really inner calling is living the life your dream life it's not just doing your dream job you know what I mean like it's it's, it's also like and you're one of the people who helped me like break that limiting belief in my brain because I watched you so many times just be like and it was so cool. I just got offered this job and it was awesome. It was perfect timing. And so I took it and I don't know how long I'll be at it, but like, I'll just, <laughs> and like, that's like, that's such an amazing way to look at life because you get to experience all these little things and you're not putting any like boundaries around yourself where like, you know, if you take the job and you don't like it, then you could just move on to the next one. Or like, if you take the job and then three months later, you get this amazing offer for travel, like you can do it. And like, it's okay. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, how did you adapt that, that mindset towards work? Or has it always been that way for you? That's a good, good question. Um, I'm going to say that it's 
always kind of been that way. My mom always said like when I was younger, like I always beat to my own drum. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people have a tendency to look at me in particular, like I'll speak for myself, me in particular and be like, oh, like you've tried so many things and you've done so many things. And like, there's no consistency in your life. And like, I kind of look at that as in like, there's no consistency in life in general. Like I'm just here riding the waves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, especially when I was young, right? Like you go to school and they like try to like hone you in on like one thing, like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Like, who do you want to be? Like, where do you want to, what do you want your life to look at, look like? And um, I guess for a while there, like I had like five-year plans and like, I don't know, I still kind of have like somewhat of like a broad vision, but I think that when I really learned to hone in on my emotional guidance system and doing the things that, felt really good is when I really started to ride those waves really well. Like instead of being slapped in the face by change continuously, because it's always been a part of my life, like heavy change. um, I feel like I finally like gained my surfboard and I was like, okay, let's just ride this shit. Like, let's go. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I love that perspective. Um, So like seeing at, okay. So also I feel like it's important to acknowledge how old are you? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's not sure I'm like I know I have a birthday coming up I'm gonna be 29 at the end of October okay okay so um you've accomplished a lot of things and you've lived a lot of lives would you agree with that I would agree with that yeah um so but also you know you're coming up on almost like a new chapter right like everyone everyone makes this big deal around 30 um and not just for like societal reasons but like like solar return like it's like a big shift do you feel the shift coming like do you feel like something a new chapter is going to begin soon for you um it's it's strange I feel like there have been parts of my life where I'm like I know that big change is coming I feel like I'm gonna I feel like I'm in a season of my life now where it's kind of just like this natural progression of like coming into who I am and who I've always been. It's like this remembering. And I'm like, maybe that's the change within itself where like before I always felt as though it had to be like this catastrophic, like tarot, um, the tower moment, like, mm-hmm. like distinct change, like distinct change where like one day I wake up and I'm like this brand new person. Um, and I feel like, the older I get or like where I am in my life right now, it's just like this very casual, um, almost like, like a, sh- a shedding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't have that figured out yet. <laughs> I don't have that figured out yet. <laughs> okay. That's totally fair. I, I just, I know that like, um, I remember having a conversation with you at some point where um you just said like I I clearly see like myself maybe it it wasn't a conversation maybe it was something you posted about Paris um oh yeah Paris yeah 
you had like a vision about Paris, right? We don't need to share it on the podcast if you don't want to. No, no, it's okay. So I feel like the vision of Paris is being like on my 30th birthday, like being in Paris with like the love of my life and like strolling around in this beautiful romantic city, like in front of the Eiffel Tower and like being beautifully, spectacularly um, smitten, mm-hmm. like smitten. Um And like, yeah, I feel like that's still kind of part of it. Um, I also feel like I am in the process of doing the work and removing the limiting beliefs and removing the programs that I still carry um, in order like to get to that place. Not only like in order to get to that specifically, like if Paris doesn't happen, like it doesn't happen, I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen because like mm-hmm. I'm great at manifesting, but also <laughs> like, but like just getting into the energy of like how that would feel. Like to be with like, to be with the person that I love, to be totally comfortable and totally safe enough to like travel to a foreign country and like hold hands with like this beautiful partner in this beautiful place and get to just like experience life. I feel like that's the energy that like I'm bringing into my life and anything that doesn't really like line up to that, I'm learning to like let go of. And that's like kind of the shedding process. Um, that I'm talking about. I feel like I'm going to get to 30 and I'm going to like get that trip and I'm going to get the partner and all these things. And I'm going to be like, like, yeah, of course. Like, of course I got here. Like, of course. And then also like look around and be totally humbled by the fucking experience. Right. Um, She's a ways away. A year's a long time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. A really long time. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the, um, the, how you got back, like got into pet and house sitting because I really think that it's you have like like I've been pet sitting and I told you this I've been pet sitting since I'm 16 and I've literally never made it look like such a boss ass bitch move like you do like Hannah is out here posting pictures like living her best life in like <laughs> mansions like petting the, the most adorable dog on earth so tell me how you decided that that was like your next step I didn't I feel like the universe <laughs> decided for me um I was really headstrong about like coaching. Like I went and I got all these certifications for it. And I was like, so determined to make online coaching fucking work for me that like, I feel like I was almost like suffocating and smothering myself in the process. Mm. And then um, I started getting like dog sitting gigs, like dog walking gigs and like whatever. And then they just started coming like more and more and like giving me um, like these big mansions and like these, these big dogs and like just things that I wanted from my life kind of came and presented themselves to me in like this pretty little bow and I feel like that within itself kind of like shook my world I feel like dog sitting kind of like shook my world in a way of like kind of like you were saying earlier like when you travel and you realize there's a thousand different ways to do things like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be my way um I don't know I feel like dog sitting just presented itself and it gave me everything that I wanted and I thought I was going to get through coaching um and it just handed it to me on like a silver platter and it's like here you go like yeah 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 and that's something that I want um especially our our young manifestors in the in the audience I want you to think about it this way um abundance is not going to come from one stream of income it is not going to come like one from one place if you are 
thinking that it can only come from one place, then you are avoiding like and overlooking so many opportunities for yourself. Um, abundance sometimes comes and literally you get to stay, you get a free vacation because you're watching someone's beautiful house. Yeah. Um, and so um, another thing I want to like kind of thank you for, because you just like, I, like I said, I used to do it and I stopped um, and I realized that, you know, it, it's a way to keep myself only worrying about my business because that's just an extra little bit of income, but also like you make connections that way you network, you know, like everywhere I've, everywhere I go, I made it like a, I try really hard to remember to leave a couple business cards of mine, um, you know, because you just never know where, where it's going to take you. Um, but absolutely. It's, it's something that like it, it's very humbling and it's a reminder that we all need to be a little, we need to drop the ego when it comes to how we make our money. Mm -hmm. Um, because when you do, you get to experience some like crazy, beautiful things. Um, and then you get to literally like live the life you want to live later. You can start now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really all it comes down to. Right. Right. Like that's how I feel right now. We're like, I was like, Oh, like I'm going to do coaching and then I'm going to make this amount of money and I'm going to pay off my debt in this time. And then from there, I'm going to save up this money. And then I'm going to buy the house that I really, really want. And mm -hmm. like, by just being open to the idea of like doing it differently, like I am currently living in a house that is very similar to what I imagine my future home to look like. I'm getting paid to be there. I have all the free time that I've ever wanted. And like, I don't know, sometimes I look around and I'm like fucking speechless. Yeah. And it's just like, I think the thing is, at least like for me and what I've learned when it comes to like manifesting money is like, multiple streams of fucking income. Like I work this, I also work a coffee shop job. Like I also do Reiki. Like I also do my coaching business. Like I'll clean your fucking house if you're going to pay me. Like I'll scrub <laughs> your toilets. I do not care because I know that like I can make joy out of anything. And like, if it's meant for me, it'll, it'll come to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like a really big thing when it comes to really like manifesting anything is I think we get so focused on like what it should look like that we forget about how we want to feel in the process of creating it. But mm. the truth is, is that like the only thing that we really have is, is the right now is the feeling of like right now. And like, if you're busting your ass and if you're stressed out and like, if you're like miserable and creating like the, the life of your dreams, when you finally get it and you finally look around, like it might not even be what you want. And I've experienced that so many times where I'm so laser focused on the end goal that I miss all of the little intuitions, like all of the nudges along the way. And then I get to my final destination. I'm like, this isn't even what I fucking want. Like, what the hell? But it's like, I don't know, in retrospect, like looking back, I'm like, if I would have just followed those little nudges and like continued to follow my joy, like how different my life would have been. And yeah. I think that's what I'm really learning, like in this season of my life. Yeah, just focus on the joy. Just focus on the joy. Yeah, like fuck everything else. Like the money will come, the people will come, like the places will come. Like I, I have this thing where I find fortune cookies like everywhere, like the little slips from inside of fortune cookies. And I have one taped on the inside of my car and it says, do what you love and the necessary the necessary resources will follow. And I like found it on, a ground, on the ground somewhere. Wow. And I'm like, 
it's little things like that um, for me. And like, maybe that's a little woo woo, but like, I don't know. Those are the things that like guide me and like get me through anything that I'm navigating, no matter how dense, like knowing that like it gets better and like following the things that make you happy. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, where you are, are at right now, like, what would you say your next big thing is? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I have no idea. And like, I like it that way. Okay. So no big trip or anything that's coming up right now. Um, my big thing right now is I have a credit card that's like $6,000. I just put a bunch of money down on it. And like, so by my birthday, it's going to be $6,000 and I want to pay that off by the end of the year. That's my big goal. That's my big goal. I'm like, I want to pay off my credit card and I want to stack that fucking cash. Yeah. Okay. So we're just (laughs) in hustle mode right now. Yeah. Like not even like hustle mode, like relax into abundance mode. Mm, Okay. Good. Good. I like that better. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So, um, take us through what coaching is like with you. Cause I think that that's important to talk about. Um, what is coaching like with me? So when I set up the space for like coaching or like really holding the space for anybody, like I really want to come from this loving and compassionate place where I feel like people can, take down their armor truthfully I feel like when we go through life we build up these these walls um because we've experienced so many things that like really don't make us feel good and I feel like we as humans have a tendency to hold on to those and as we hold on to those they build and build and build so a lot of times when people come to me it's like not only are they wanting to break through in their career or break through in their relationship linguistic programming practitioner, which means that I am certified in talking to the subconscious brain um, in very simple terms. I also am really um, skilled in meditation and like um, hypnotherapy. So I use a lot of that in my practice. And then also like Reiki, which I use mostly if I'm not doing like Reiki on my clients, um, with my coaching clients, I really use it to like hold the space. Mm. So I feel like people who come to me and the things that I have walked people through, the end result normally comes with forgiving themselves. Mm. I feel like it always kind of like comes back to like this forgiveness and like this state of love and just like understanding that like everybody is doing the best that they can with like what they have. Yeah. And like, yeah, just know that you don't have to hold on to those dense emotions. Um, and a lot of times, like whether it be through programming or whether it be through society itself, um, we have a tendency to really hold on and be like, I don't know. So often I tell people and like, I'll leave it on this. So often I tell people like, I might not understand your particular circumstance, but I sure as heck know what it's like to feel the guilt, the shame, the unworthiness that comes with this existence.
<laughs> being able to revel in the in the marvel that is this existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I want to wrap this up because I don't want to forget to mention that um, you have a podcast of your own and I actually was privileged enough to be a guest on it. So um, let's talk about, let's talk about what that podcast is for you and like what it, what it is for the audience as well. Um, So that podcast actually isn't even being recorded anymore. You could still go find the episodes on Spotify. They're really good, like really deep episodes. They're beautiful, um, especially the one with you. Um, But that's called Illuminate Happiness. And you could find that on Spotify. Um, But really the intention for that podcast was just to showcase people's journey and to showcase like personal growth and understanding that like, growth is not linear and it is not the same for any two people and to just really um like dive into the experience of life and the things that get people to the places that they are Mm -hmm. um yeah it's good go check it out it's good yeah for sure everybody go listen to that (laughs) it's really good (laughs) it's juicy (laughs) yeah I feel like I'm loving this episode so much because it's pushing like every boundary out of the way that I like used to have with this like I used to always just be like like you know first you do this and then you do this and then you live your dream life and like you like never like stop doing that last thing of the last step when like in reality like we are literally never at the end we're always just like in the middle you know um and like that's literally how you live your life and that's that's definitely a goal of mine to be able to get there <laughs> um but i think like in literally every experience that we've talked about like in within your life with within this discussion today like within the services that you've offered like you're just like constantly evolving and changing and growing which is so beautiful um and also just like a really amazing thing for people to be able to experience you and like see it, you know, like you're in their life, like in one way, and then you're in their life in a different way. And then you're like, sorry, I got to go. I'm here now. You know what I mean? I'm doing this now. Um, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm, I'm really, really grateful for um, having you in my life because you just kind of like mirror all of these all of these pieces of me that I want to, I want to let see the world a little bit more. So um, thank you for being that person and holding that space the way that you do. Um, For all of the audience members who want to get to know you a little bit further and get to follow you on social media and follow all of your beautiful adventures, where can they find you? Uh, You could find me at the spiritual cheer coach on Instagram. That's really like the main place that I hang out. I'm like, go follow me on there. Direct message me. We can be friends. Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. This has been a beautiful time chatting with you. I had a great time. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. This has been another episode of the Inner Calling Podcast. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next month. Bye.